My name is Luke Thomas. I'm sitting here with Esteban, uh, and we are going to talk through six evaluative questions that I've challenged my church, Kings River First Baptist, and I think would be healthy for any Christian to be able to examine their life around the new year and think of like um, along, and I'll say prayerfully along with God, think about points of emphasis that you could focus on, that you could um, grow throughout this particular year. Next question is the um, the one I, that I hope that you have someone in your life ask you this. Um, how are you doing with sin issues? Um, I'm saying that to the church congregation in general. Um, I'll even go, who could you confess your sin to? Um, I think this always becomes intimidating, uh, particularly in a ministry role, because the natural thing is to make yourself look as good as possible. Um, and I'm speaking of that as an Emmanuel teacher, so that everybody around you know around you thinks you're you know this holy guru or something that um that has it all together when everyone else is not i think i easily admit that image Mm. because um i think about it from a student's perspective their parents are divorced they're they see you know um they're regularly engaging a, a more broken world than mine and then um i've got this perfect family you know that has a perfect extended family that has uh from their perspective yeah. um for, that has a um that has that and so i think it's always important with my students i'm openly confessing trying to openly confess sin yeah. so uh with that usually there's um i'll say a habitual sin in my life and as i was thinking about it i had a huge praise in this area because the easiest answer to this for me would be anger. Mm. Now, um, one of the th- goals I think I, in this podcast I have is that you could just kind of imagine, like, get inside of my head for, you know, throughout the day. Yeah. One of those time periods is that, um, whether people know this about me or not, is I have a pretty good struggle with insomnia. Um, I um, will sleep less than the average person. I probably only need six hours a night. Um, and then there's times where even, uh, was it yesterday or the night before, I was up from two to four in the morning for no good reason, except that I was awake. And clearly when I woke up in the two in the morning, I was not going to go back to sleep for a while. And um, I have regularly done work on four hours of sleep and I've asked my doctor about it, but you know, unless I want to get into sleeping, you know, melatonin type of stuff. And I just, when I like say take NyQuil, I will have insomnia for the next week while I try to get off. I don't know what it is. My mom kind of, I think struggles with it as well. Um, but those times at night can be really revealing mm. at what I'm is going on in my mind and my heart, yeah. um, what my frustrations are, what my stresses are, what my anxieties are, all of those things drive. And one theme that always tends to come out, especially at that time period, is I can get so angry and somebody will have done something to me that I've never expressed to them, never tried to reconcile, never tried to forgive. Usually it's not that big of a deal. And sometimes it is legitimate. But I just hold on to something and just hold on into this to this anger. Well, I started thinking about it to, back to it in 2020. I don't remember doing that. And that was something that was regular part of my life and feeling kind of this sense of victory. Yeah. Now, throughout the year of 2020, I have been teaching on and speaking about spiritual pride mm. quite a bit and what it means to be a humble leader. Yeah. And I feel like 
I'm like telling God, the Holy Spirit, telling my students even, because they're the ones who would probably see it or experience it uh, more than anyone else. I should probably tell, say my kids would be in that thing, Mm -hmm. to expose like if I'm being prideful or uh, spiritually prideful at all. Um, uh, I've been influenced majorly by uh, mere Christianity. I teach through it quite a bit. And I, one of my favorite chapters is called The Great Sin, talking about how Satan fell because of his pride. And the danger um, for all of us, I think, is that, you know, me having to be right or me yeah. being better than you because I believe this thing and you believe that thing, right? Or me thinking I'm the most important thing in the world um, over the God of the universe and all of a sudden, I just think so easily we slip into a prideful attitude. I can myself. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of confess that as the sin that I would really work along with the Holy Spirit to, to errat- uh, hopefully eradicate in my life. Yeah. Um, and I say this openly to my church family because I want them to know um, that's what I struggle with. And I want them to know, even to be asking for prayer in that. Um, and I think um, it's hard for us to talk about sin, like in the church, and in any sort of open and honest way. Yeah. Is that you know what I mean? Is kind of the deal. And yet, biblically speaking, isn't there anything that we're supposed to be talking about more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it. Yeah, and I don't know what it is, but there's just this facade mm-hmm. thing that just ha- just I don't ha- is created, and and I think you your the culture of your each local church has to fight against that really hard to say like, yeah. Okay. Like, you know, there are certain social norms. Yeah. You know, wear clothes to church and stuff like that. But there, there are things past that. That's like, it's okay to be vulnerable. And that, that you have to constantly say that and create a culture of that. I feel like, because if you don't, it's just, you put on your Sunday best and not just your clothes, but your best behavior, your best whatever. And, 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 and it, it's hard to, to do that, but to, to, yeah, to open up spaces and places and people and a setting, um, and create a culture around that, that vulnerability of saying we're all broken. Let's come together and, and work alongside each other in, in this and confess and pray for each other in this. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, like you said, I, I, and I think you really do have, especially some of the deeper things, like you really have to do some of these evaluation things and saying, what am I sitting in that, that is part of the, because there are certain things I think that we do that we can work, you know, a, a sin, habitual sin that we kind of work against that we can kind of fight against and create better habits in. And, but then at this, there's another point of where that is a um, symptom of the actual root of the problem, right? Like it's not, you know, I'm having these symptoms, but it's actually this disease that's causing all these symptoms and, and, and saying part of the reason for evaluation uh, of your life and, and sitting down and thinking about it deeply is saying, okay, yes, I need to work against habitually working on the, these sins, but I also need to help find that root problem uh, of it a little bit. Like you said, like part of 
it was okay i have rage or i'm upset or whatever but the root and you could have just said oh i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna show it or i'm not gonna do it and that's good like that is part of the process but it's also like okay but why am i upset and it's just like oh the pride oh the it's this you know i it's slight narcissistic tendency whatever it is in your head you know superiority whatever it was it's I, that's part of the evaluation process say okay here's the here's the thing you know that's that's happening the rage or whatever but also i i want to not only work on that physically and, and working on not maybe speaking as quick or whatever but then there's also like there's a deeper issue here and it's a pride issue and it's a, that kind of thing. And so I think with like, when I think about that, just in terms of my like anger, Mm -hmm. I found it as a love my neighbor or maybe love my enemy issue. I, um, anger is usually driven out of my, I'm very rarely mad at myself, angry at myself. I'm angry at someone else. Right. And that may be my own situation issue. I know people that are angry with themselves, but, um, it was a, an issue of like, of and I can think of like I'll say even if you can imagine the insomniac battle of trying to being very angry at someone and then trying to pray for someone mm-hmm. like was kind of the yeah. okay I'm God I need I know that you love this person show me how to love this person show me how to pray for this person was a it was an it was a common interaction mm-hmm. um uh when I was um angry with someone for whatever whatever reasons yeah. um I've found cuz uh um I've found like my, my just my sinful use of anger when I think about it is that I want to say I think I want to say to the congregation that I've had regular fighting with ugly sin. So if I made my anger or my spiritual pride there sound neat or kind of like tack on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I want to like I'll say it this way with my sin I want to battle it I want it yeah. out of my life I want it um, I find it ugly I find it. I find it gross. I find it something of the devil. If I have to put like, like some term on it, I'm not proud of it. But then when I sit there, I need to like, I need to say it in like in a confessional way, because I know that I need prayer to have that back, you know, like that backup. Um, And so sometimes it's, um, uh, usually it's with my Emmanuel students, also with my wife in a different, different setting, but it's like, I need to be able to confess confess my sin as a leader in the church, which is a little bit different than maybe everyone else's experience. But I think everyone should have at least a friend they could deeply um, confess their sins. And then um, all of us are fighting sins. So those of you that are fighting the embarrassing sins, yeah. um, the ones that we don't want to confess because it might affect our relationships with the church, our relationship with our wife, our job status, to find someone to confess that to but also to confess to Christ and realizes he addresses it with grace. Mm-hmm. Um, my anger issues or my spiritual pride issues, yeah. the grace of God allows me into his presence and wants to get rid of the sin and loves me. Mm-hmm. And like it's not a more than, you know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes I think we try to like make ourselves look good enough. So even in the, like I'll say in our quiet times with Jesus, we try to make ourselves look good enough so I can, God, I can still come into your presence. Like that's my... That's my attitude towards yeah, God because yeah, yeah. I'm good enough. And the reality is, no, I never was good enough. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I can stand before you is because you did something. <laughs> you gave me grace yeah. and you want to deal with my sin. Your mm-hmm. your spirit is working on me more than I can, you know, my actions to move away from 
from anger are good, or my actions to move away from spiritual surprise are good, I'm recognizing the spirit is at work in me, fighting against my flesh, and I'm like, spirit, fight away. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, for me, it, it, it was um, uh, kind of similar in the, not necessarily um, – Rage, it, you know, or it it was for me this year was was working on uh, being a gentler person. I think, uh, yeah, you know, and it wasn't that. Yeah, it, it was just being. A, I guess that's the best way I can say it. It's just being a gentler person. Um, kind of, kind of, really focusing in on that aspect of Jesus and, 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 um, and God and that character that I see, um, because, uh, I would say up, up to this point, um, I would just very, I, I, there's a part of me that believes like hard truth is good (laughs) and, and, and it is, but there's also, uh, nuance and delivery to that and i think uh, up to this point uh, that has not been my strength um you know i was a i think for a while there i i liked i enjoyed just sticking it to people in a good way like well in in a way of like when even when i'm preaching like y'all i know this is gonna hit you hard and i'm i'm just ready to for you to hear this rather than i want you to hear this which has kind of been the shift, right? Like even this year, like uh, even not too long ago, uh, you know, it was an online service we ended up doing, I think, but I I preached here at First Baptist, uh, you know, some some weeks back and a month back. And um, there was some, you know, we were in the midst of politics stuff or right, right at the end of election, right after. And and I came in, and I remember going into Mark's office and um, being like, "Yeah, I have this, and I'm just gonna l- just lay it out, man." And he just kind of was like, "Okay." And and we ended up talking. He talked through, and there was something that he's like, "Just continue praying about how you, how you say that." That's all he's. I don't even think he said more than that. But there was something as I prayed through that message later that week, and and what I was going to say and what I wanted to say. Is it, is it began to shift from I think an old thought process of like, look how right I am, but you know because mine was my my uh, like like you said your reaction was rage behind it was pride mine was uh, my behind it was kind of a weird superiority of like, I study the Bible and I know this or whatever, or, or I can see the middle ground here. You guys are just extreme on the left side or extreme on the right side. I'm a very centrist person. Um, and coming in and, 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 and what that came off came off as, and, and a lot of times was either one was kind of point, kind of, pointedly hard saying something without tact in any way and not any gentleness or it came off a lot of time as sarcasm or or not really nice wit and 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 so that that was that i always had an argument i always had to come back even if i wasn't right i always always had it and so and so for me coming in it was can i one 
begin to curb that. And so like coming into the message that day, it the rest of that week, you know, we sat in my office, in the office that we're in that morning and Mark said, let's pray. And I said, thank you for just saying the phrase. How, think about how you're going to say that. Because now I came in with, I want to say this, not to just punch you in the face, but I, I want to lay this hard truth out because I one, I think of the biblical truth that God is trying to reveal to us but I, I want to do it because I want us to grow together in this. And I want us to come to God first and foremost, not look, I'm right, and look how bad you guys are. Right. That's, that, that's just what it was. The, the, it was. It was a mind shift, I think. And then a, a lot of it was because I was that way before it was like, I'm right, you're wrong. I'm going to take a hard position on this. Even if this is not a hill worth dying on, I'll die on it. Right. And shifting that really uh to say like no 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 like can one can i take a biblical view of this um you know is there a clear mandate here or something i can follow and if it's a gray area can i sit in the middle and see both sides and listen and love despite all of that and and so and and i think the biggest win was yeah because you know a gentle person is not what i would have been called in the past and a uh, gentle preacher a gentle whatever and we were sitting in staff a staff meeting one day and we were going around or, or something a celebration and we're sitting as a staff and um we were talking about giftings and things that we grow you know I, I, something like that and pam just said something like Oh, and we said, and she said, it's how we work with each other. You know, we said, oh well, if if someone is a peacemaker and someone is an instigator, kind of like, how do you work together in a space like that, or how do you, you know? And Pam said, like, well, Espon, you're, you know, looked at me, and I'm thinking as an instigator, and she's like, what a peacemaker, and I was like, that has never been a word ever described as me ever, and um. And and so I just felt, like you said, that moment of victory in the sense of my tongue has been tamed. You know, as as I read those the scriptures of like taming the tongue and speaking simple, loving speech far more, and 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 pausing to speak far more, and to and then to get to the root and say, do I just want to be right, or do I genuinely want to love and walk with? anybody yeah a church congregation or an individual person or my wife or whatever it is and so for me it was it was that kind of shift of saying you know i i need to get to the root of this and the root was i liked being right for far more often and and that came off as um a lot of different things that and so that was kind of the victory but at the same time um knowing that i've always struggled even it hasn't come off that way to a lot of people. I've always struggled. My wife will tell you, look, probably pretty deep narcissism. Like, mm-hmm. I like the idea of being on a stage. I like the idea of being the front person. I have no, I no problem with being the leader, but that comes off. But but that I mean that is part of the root thing that I just always know I'm going to probably deal with. Um, is is I always have to watch that. I always have to be aware. And in, even going to the next year, uh, saying like, this is something that I, I can't let off my radar and I need to consciously put at bay and and handle and deal with and challenge because that that's, it's not a health, it, it can 
become very unhealthy very quickly if I just let it flip the switch and take control kind of thing and not kind of surrender that. Just um, um, uh, not as much of the narcissism, but the um, what you were saying before about the gentleness. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, this is jumping to the sixth question, okay. but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it just yeah. as I would think it for you because I think it I'm gonna treat you as if like I was giving advice yeah. to a congregant and they had yeah. thought through that. Okay, um, when I initially started picking a theme for the year, mm-hmm. it was based off of the fruit of the spirit. Um, one of my obsessions, uh, both academically and in terms of experience. Yeah has been, how does the Spirit speak into your life? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, <laughs> Ryan Jackson can do a test to that. Um, <laughs> and all of, I'll say, um, um, experiences of like what I would almost call frivolous, where people are like, the Spirit told me to go do this random thing. Yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. Um, and then all the way to like, what does the Bible say? You know, like, like the Bible says the Spirit does this and it only does this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've become a big fan of like, okay, Pause for a second and go, like, the Spirit spoke into your life Mm -hmm. and wants to grow you in the area of the fruit of the Spirit of gentleness is what I heard you say. Um, And then part of me goes, like, like, okay, make that your theme for 2021. Mm. God, I want to be gentle in how I engage, you you know, engage people. And then I do think that, like, the spirit works along with us, not like I sit there passively and the spirit produces in me gentleness. Yeah. But um, I read uh, Gavin Ortland's Gentle and Lowly because mm-hmm. I think all of our fruit of the spirit is a reflection of the heart of the Christ yeah. in us. It's not a, um, it's going to be the next question probably we should ask if it's going to be your theme is mm-hmm. how was Christ gentle? Um, and so gentle and lowly is a book, um, I think so much needed in the midst of what I'm going to call, um, cause I think the right now as a church, when I look at the church in general, I think I mean this broadly, not Kings or first Baptist, but like yeah, big, C big C church being right yeah. has become a format like, and I mean, right about who's right about wear masks or don't wear masks, right, sorts of like rights. Um, has become such a poet, and that gentle and lowly book mm-hmm. just crushes. Uh, I'll even say it in my terms of my sin stuff that spiritual pride, yeah. because I realize Christ, who should have all the spiritual pride in the world, had none. And then, not only so much, so little story, so focused on me and my heart and the church's and yeah. its heart, he lay his life down for it and love it. And um, it's from the verse. Um, uh, the gentle and lowly line is coming from that verse where Christ talks to, I come gentle and lowly. Um, that I'm botching the quote of the verse, but mm-hmm. my burden is light, right? Yeah. And so like all of that, like that uh, to me, just theme, just looking through your life, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you've gone through stressful years, transitional sure. year, yeah. all that sort of stuff. And then it's like, and then you start to react in your your sin patterns of like, I'm I'm yeah. king of the sarcastic remarks, so I can't I can't <laughs> yeah. can't say that that it's better than that. But then it's like, okay, like maybe this year, take that. Okay, God, I want to be gentle in front of you, Spirit. Create gentleness mm-hmm. in me. Remove that certain pride, that certain natural to be right that becomes like a regular regular prayer. Yeah. And let God and the Spirit, you know, God, God is the Spirit to speak through that. 
Um, and then the other side of it is kind of affirming something that I think, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what we talk about um, or we want to go off on this, but it's like, where does the spirit, you know, like speak into your life? That's where like, I think like I go like, okay, the Bible clearly right. says grow the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Um, you cannot manufacture that, but in your life experiences, you're going, I want the spirit to speak mm-hmm. into my life by saying, I want to be gentle, you know, yeah. I want to be gentle. Yeah. Um, and the spirit is agreeing with that. Like all should be seen as like a communication from God affirmed by the scriptures, uh, um, yeah. enjoyed. And then really I'll put it deeply experienced. That's the, you know, the goal that would come, you know, come out of this. Um, and so I almost think about that. Like I'm, I'm again, you have to come up with your own theme, you know, in front of God yourself, but like just in your conversation, that's what I, what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good, uh, I think that's how I think that'll be helpful for a lot of people to say like as we go into the next question is how do I create that you know how does how do I you know pick a word or pick a theme or pick a you know whatever it is to and I think that's helpful to say okay this I've now began to see this it, it can easily go into this theme and this is what that looks like this is how I build upon that that kind of thing